green kombucha? Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Mm. Merry Christmas. We're really honored that you would uh, come and share a bit of your holiday with us today. And Christmas is an amazing, amazing day. And hopefully, it's going to be better for you because of some things we're going to do together today. Not just like together here and you, but you, whoever you're with in the room, whether you're with friends, whether you're with family, whether it's, it's with family you don't want to be with, family you want to be with. I'm, everyone wants to be each other. I know, I know. It's just, it's just those other people. We're going to be able to enjoy some things together, and you're going to be able to have some cool things to do together with the people you're with live. We're going to look at three traditions today, and these three traditions we look at today are things that can bind us closer to God, and they can bind us closer to each other. So we're going to do a little teaching on these traditions, a little modeling, and then we're going to do them together wherever you are with the people you're with. So we're excited to spend today with you, or at least a portion of this Christmas day with you, and it's, a, it's an honor to be with you today. All right, so our first spiritual exercise is around gratitude, being thankful. Some might be saying, thankfulness? Wait a minute, I already did that once. It's called Thanksgiving. This is Christmas. I can only be thankful like one time a year. No, no. If you're only thankful one day out of the year and the other 364 days of the year, you're not thankful. That is a recipe for depression, for isolation, and for a life that's separate from God. There can never be too much gratitude in your life. And on Christmas, the attitude of gratitude towards God giving us His Son is amazing. And that's just a starting point to the things that God may have done in your life. One of the things we like to do in the Tome household, and that's exactly where we are right now in the Tome household, is use this very, this very vase. This vase goes on the table a couple times a year or so, and we take turns saying thank you. There's a verse in the Bible that says that God has given us a full measure, poured down, packed down, and overflowing. And we'll take, a, we'll take this little cup and we'll dip it into a container of water, and we'll just pour a little bit out and we'll say, I'm thankful for being able to spend time at Christmas with my family. The next person will put up, pour in, I'm thankful that I got a new car this year that's affordable for me. The next person might say, I'm thankful for whatever it is. It goes around and around and around. And then eventually it starts to overflow. And then when it overflows, then it's optional. Anybody wants to kind of pour in. You might also want to have a cookie sheet underneath it if you do something like this. It is so important to have a heart that says, God, I'm thankful for what you're doing in my life. And whatever you might have given me under the tree, whoever you've given me in my life to be in this exercise with right now, I want to express to you that I'm thankful. It's a core, core quality. It's a key attribute to anybody who's trending towards God. And it's a huge way to be able to celebrate Christmas. So right now, we're going to give you three minutes. You'll see on the screen to go around the room and just talk about things that you're thankful for. If you decide you want to do something more intense like this later on, or that you got too many people that you can get it all in three minutes, fine. You can call an audible on that and do that later. We're going to give you right now three minutes to use your mouth to express an attitude of gratitude.
Oh, hey, hey, yes, we're back, and uh, please welcome my friend Austin Living Good, also known as Good Living, who is one of our worship leaders who is based out of Crossroads Uptown in Cincinnati. So great having you with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So Austin's with us today because we're going to do something that we often don't do, but we should be doing more often, especially on Christmas. It's called singing. Yes, singing. I found that we don't have any problem singing at a concert or we don't have too much problem singing in our car, but get around other people in an unofficial environment and we just kind of feel like, ooh, it's really weird. But we shouldn't, man, because, because yeah. singing is a profound experience, especially times like this. Why do you think that is? Well, it takes you, I think, beyond speaking something. You know, you, you can only take words so far. When you, when you start singing, and you, it, you know, it goes beyond, uh, you know, something that you're just thinking about. It goes to your gut and it goes to your heart. And uh, I think when you're able to let that overflow, it really turns into something special. Best concert you ever been to? Springsteen. You're Nashville. too young for Springsteen. Dude, I'm telling you, four hours of pure, unadulterated bliss. It was great. Mm. Mm -hmm. Any transferable principles from that concert to what we're going to do right now? Uh, I sang so loud. Then my, then my voice gave out. Hmm. So it could be just the tiniest bit awkward in your living room, but I think you should do it anyways. Yeah, you, you think about, uh, it's a great way to put it, it takes something from our mind and puts it in our heart. There is something about when we sing. Uh, as I've read more about the ancient world and ancient battles, it is incredibly common mm -hmm. for there to be singing in the camps the night before the night before the battle. There's something primal about it. And to sing a spiritual song that has a primal meaning to it can be a profound and great Christmas tradition. And so we're gonna do that right now and you'll have words right about here, okay? So come all you faithful.
are worthy for you alone are worthy for you alone are worthy Christ the Lord there is no one else that is worthy Come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Oh, hey, hey there. How are you? Well, today, or right now, rather, we're going to go into our, our third tradition. We're going to actually read the Bible. Oh, did he say reading the Bible? Oh, yes, actually reading the Bible on Christmas Day. Uh, you know, something happened 2,000 years ago. Nobody else who's ever been born on all of the planet has had time dated after him. We're celebrating this holiday, whether you're an agnostic, whether you're a strong follower of Jesus, whether you're just a curious seeker, because something happened back then. And so we're going to have the time to read it. It comes from the portion of the Bible called Luke. It's one of the four Gospels. There's four books in the Bible that are known as the biographies of Jesus, short little mini biographies of him. One is written by Luke. In chapter two, verses one to 20, we see that Jesus comes into the world and some of the characters that are surrounding this miraculous event. And I want you to read right now. So go right now and find yourself a, an old fuddy-duddy paper Bible if you can, or, uh, or grab, uh, grab your mobile device and uh, check out uh, this Bible verse online, wherever it is, and pick somebody to read it in your midst right now. There's something powerful about the Word of God being read in public. Let me say this too. If there's a dad in the room, I want to encourage you as a dad to go ahead and read this. If there's no dad in the room, awesome. If there's a dad in the room who's really freaked out about reading the Bible, okay, no pressure on you. But just let me say this. Uh, for some reason, women tend to have a more openness to things that are spiritual and even have a, an attitude of aggression towards things of the spiritual, which is awesome and which is great. It is great as well when a guy has an attitude of aggression and trying to understand who his God is and grow, grow closer to him. And I don't know a single woman that isn't turned on by that. And one of the things you can do as a dad that's an easy layup tradition for you to, to be a spiritual authority in your family is to, times like this, to just read the Bible. Uh, so go ahead and assign somebody right now to read that. And once you read it, Everyone around the room is going to answer a question. The question is this, of the people 
that you just heard of in that story, which one, if you could be one of them, which one would it be? If you could be teleported back in time and inhabit their body, which one would you want to be and why? Why do they capture imagination? What, what makes them think that they're a bit like you? Why would you want to be in their shoes? Now, of course, uh, many of you might say, well, the answer is Jesus. Jesus? That's always the answer. You know, we're not in Sunday school right now, so the answer isn't always Jesus. You're in your house right now. If you want to say Jesus, great. Just understand that means that you get nailed to a cross in 33 years. Maybe that's what you want to do and you want to answer that one. Whatever your answer is, just give people a glimpse into who you are and what captures your imagination by choosing which one you would want to be and why. Now we're going to turn this over to you to read this and have your interaction. And the rest of this time, the rest of the day is yours. It's yours to enjoy and yours to spiritually grow. I hope that you've gotten something today that's going to not only serve you for the rest of this day, the rest of the season, but hopefully the rest of your life and every recurring Christmas hereafter. Thanks for being with us today and have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you.